0: i Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook for the latest updates. Today, we're talking some college basketball, as you may have noticed from our social updates. Uh, so I got my good friend, Matt Plou, who's uh, here to talk some college hoops. Uh, Matt, Matt, what's going on?
1: How are you, Garrett? Very excited to talk some college hoops. It's uh, it's that time of year. And, yeah. uh, one of my favorite times of the year.
0: Yeah, it is really exciting. You know, I think uh, this is probably not a, a big area of expertise for for myself. I'll I'll speak for myself, but this is definitely an area that, uh, for all the years that I've known you, you've been very passionate um, about college hoops.
1: Passionate to the point where I spent a lunch. I'm sitting in line to get my tickets for uh, March Madness because one of the first or second round games this year is in Albany, New York. So yeah. I uh, made sure I got my seat and uh, there for like the two days. And lucky for me, my house is only 10 minutes away from there. So mm. I, I'm going to be camping out there when they're at Albany for March Madness. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'll certainly be exciting. <laughs> you know, those nice. those first round matchups are always, are always so much fun because you never know what's going to happen. Yes. Um, So getting into where we are now, you know, kind of the early part of the college basketball season with, you know, the holiday tournaments going on around Thanksgiving, you know, they'll be going on around now. They'll be getting to conference play soon. Um, So just give me kind of your overall thoughts for the season so far.
1: Thoughts for the season so far, you have a lot of teams that came out of the gate really hot that you might have not thought would mm. one that comes to mind is UConn definitely knew they had a lot of talent but I think they were under the radar into the, into the off season of college basketball and then as you know, the season progressed and, and started we we weren't sure what UConn would would show up for uh, Dan Hurley's squad and uh, they're very very talented and I think that's one team that Really will make a run. I think they're ranked third right now in the AP top 25. Yeah. I also think early on in the season, like every college basketball season, your tournaments and your non conference schedule really is important when you're building that strength of schedule because yeah. some of these teams, you know, like to utilize a win in, in those buy games that uh, John Ross calls it. Uh, i follow him a lot on on twitter and you know the, the, it's a the epitome of brutality when you when you lose a, a buy-in game when you you know you're going to bring in a school that's a mid-major and whatnot and, and you, you get knocked off as a as a high higher uh program and mm-hmm. team that we see a lot of the times happen from time to time you know anyone can win a basketball game but those strength of schedules in a non-conference play that's why the tournament games are so fun you have those um, matchups that you might not see all the time in, mm. in conference play and teams that may meet in a non-conference game that will potentially meet in March Madness. And I think you already see it. These selection committees are, are watching closely even before March Madness is, is, is approaching because that's how you solidify who is an at-large bid, these non-conference games, and who's willing to put a lot of games on your schedule than the teams that would like to be careful if you will so uh, that's what I've noticed early on you know mm-hmm. who's real and who's not mm-hmm. who's hot and who's not mm-hmm. and um, something I also been pretty intrigued about is you know a- every basketball team has adversity with um, injuries and transfer issues and, and, and things like that but I think I think something that's happened this year is is a first in a while you're having basketball coaches that are, are being suspended or getting in trouble with the law and, and they coach high ranking programs. And two of them are in the same conference. And, and I'm talking about Texas with, you know, Chris Beard and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that allegation he's got going on with a yeah. domestic charge and, yeah. and that police report came out and that's, that's a big distraction for, Texas, who's supposed to be a very good team and Mm -hmm. who could make a run in March Madness. And then another team that, you know, is lucky that their head coach only got suspended the first four games of the season. But Kansas, you know, with Bill Self and having that recruiting issue and Mm -hmm. and getting in trouble, I I think some teams have been tested early on to get through adversity and Mm. really have to learn quickly Mm. that the next guy up, okay, my head coach can't coach tonight. Well, that's why you have a ton of assistants and and grad assistants and and a, and a program. So mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of interesting things this year, and we're only, I want to say, a month and seven days into the season. November seventh was the first um, mm-hmm. official college basketball day one. So mm-hmm. a lot of hat has happened in over five and a half weeks. I don't know what you've seen, but yeah. that's kind of my take so far. And and and, and mm-hmm. to sum that up,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the. I always do enjoy watching those kind of early season tournaments because, like you said, it gives you a chance to see some matchups that you wouldn't typically see. You know, you get to see conferences against other conferences, you know, playing in these, you know, Thanksgiving tournaments or holiday tournaments where, you know, they're playing in Hawaii, they're playing in in the Bahamas, and you get to see all these, you know, great matchups, and you've you've seen some great games. I mean, I think that there was a early season game between Alabama and an, I can't remember who they played, but it was like went to three or four overtimes and it's like, yes. Oh, okay. You know, the season may be very early going, but teams are still, you know, going all out for games that, you know, ultimately could, could be huge.
1: And and that's when you're, when you're padding your schedule and you're, and you're a head coach of a division one college basketball program, who's, wanting to be ranked and wanting to make mm-hmm. that run in March Madness. I, I think it's a no-brainer to go in these tournaments, join Feast Week, the Jimmy V tournament, a lot of these tournaments right. that bring big-name teams because you're almost getting a, a, a taste of March Madness in November and December, and, and that's what the selection committee is going to see, who won what, who could beat better teams, or who could knock off a team that's ranked and whatnot so i think those feast weeks and those early non-conference games are very important because usually a regular season college basketball schedule starts off with two or three non-conference games that you know you're playing very small mid-major programs and then bada bing bada boom you're, you're moving right away to a the feast week and a jimmy v tournament the Hoopaw classic um you know that that's uh goes from california and also at um what's the Mohegan Sun arena mm-hmm. that are uh, the basketball of fame hosts and a lot of those nice tournaments that bring in really good competition. So I think that's something that is exciting as a bat as a basketball fan in general, you know, yet for years and years and years, Thanksgiving has always been that tradition of, Oh, I'm going to watch football and I'm going to, you know, stuff my face with Turkey and be mm-hmm. around my family. But, I think college basketball in general has done a very good job on making mm-hmm. it more interesting to turn college basketball on, mm. not just football, nowadays. So mm-hmm. that's been really nice as a basketball fan because I mean I love football as much as the next person. Yeah. But it, when you have a whole day of just amazing college basketball, it's almost like you're on that day one and two of March Madness
0: mm.
1: when after the brackets are released, you know, where you have like sixteen games in in a day, which you know, it's 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 a nice taste,
0: yeah,
1: of what to come for the yeah. season.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, you know, taking a look at some teams. You know, you mentioned that that UConn has impressed you already. Um, who are some more teams that you've been impressed with early on, and then you know, maybe any specific players that you've been impressed by?
1: Yeah, I, I think, I think um, a few teams. Uh, did really good hiring this year. I think you're seeing Dennis gates who who went from Cleveland State over to Missouri. they you know they they took a tough loss uh, the other night versus Kansas. But I think Missouri is up and coming. You're having a few struggle though with with coaching and and, and changes. I'm a huge Villanova fan. I'm wearing a shirt right now and I think we're struggling right now. We have a very, has a very talented young roster, mm-hmm. but they're at they're at the center of a huge culture shock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's not easy going from having a coach who's been there twenty two years right. to a, a a coach that's done one stint at that a ten level. Mm-hmm yes, used to be an assistant on Villanova for years and I believe played there or was at least a grad assistant and then moved his way up. But mm-hmm. I think it was tough timing for Villanova scenario to happen with Jay Wright stepping down for whatever reason. Right. A lot of people thought he was going to take, you know, the San Antonio Spurs job if Greg Popovich was going to step down because of health reasons or going to go in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And right now you're seeing him just be an analyst. So, um mm-hmm. Having Kyle Neptune, I think he's got his work cut out for him, and and obviously you can see it. We we have struggled so far mm-hmm. uh, throughout the season with with some of our non conference games, and you're seeing North Carolina struggle. Mm. You know they made a huge run. They made a huge run all the way to the uh, the championship, and I think a lot is riding on them mm-hmm. for sure. And and another another team I I'd mentioned that I'm very impressed in, I mean. <laughs> Matt Painter, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how you not go to bed every night smiling, but you have a seven-foot-four center. I mean, I, I, I coach I coach freshman basketball in ninth grade, and I go to bed smiling every night because I have a kid who's six-foot-three in ninth grade. So I can only imagine how Matt Painter feels to be able to run an offense around someone who's so athletic yeah. and so big like Zach. Um,
0: Zach Eadie.
1: Thank you, Eadie. Yes. I was going to say Ivy, and I'm like, that's not right, Jaden yeah. Ivy. Is in uh, yeah. the NBA, but yeah, he, he he's just amazing, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of the off- offense runs through him, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to go deep. They're undefeated, mm-hmm. so that's exciting as a coach, but also terrifying because mm-hmm. now you're going into conference play, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Purdue does not play in a easy conference. I mean, and mm-hmm. they're going to be in a dogfight every single night to to keep that that roster healthy and to keep that uh, s- schedule in their, standings in their favor mm-hmm. it's only it's only week six of the season and, and you know they're they're the head of the, the top 25 but you know that doesn't mean much and i want to i want to I, I mention some teams that you know yeah are not in, they are in the top 10 or well they were in the top 10 duke drop down to uh you know 12 you have kentucky the 13 mm-hmm. gonzaga 15 a lot of those teams you know are going to make a huge run mm-hmm. in march madness and, and that's why i don't the espn alerts about oh this is the ap top 25 you know the rankings are out mm-hmm. i take them with a grain of salt you always take those types of things that are, with a grain of salt because bas- the, the basketball games in in march do not care who was was first to 25 for for whatever week of the season you're looking at it you know a lot of these teams are going to make a run you know, Houston with Kelvin Sampson is going to make a huge run. Mm-hmm. Alabama, what Nate Oates is doing in Al- Alabama is is amazing. And I tell you, one of the best, I think, coaching hires in the last five years is Tommy Lloyd with Arizona. You know, he was a great assistant under Mark Few at Gonzaga. And what he has Arizona playing like it, is a force to be reckoned with. So mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of teams that are on the run. They've used utilized the non-conference schedule. They're, they've pros and cons and they're working on it mm-hmm. and, and now it's a lot of these teams are getting into conference play within the next few weeks and you're going to see who uh, is going to be uh, a, a big a big team to go far in the March Madison who could potentially get upset I mean mm-hmm. there's a game tonight that's starting in about 45 minutes I'm going to watch it in, in do UCLA and, and, and Maryland you have two you know, top 25 ranked teams to see what what comes out of that? Kevin Willard, uh, first season with Maryland, building a building a program there, and and you have, Mick um, Cronin, who has been at UCLA a few years now. So mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a lot of basketball to be played, but a lot of teams that are going to be uh, runs this this year. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about some teams that you've watched so far? And then and then we'll get into the you know, the players, of course.
0: Yeah. Um... Well, you know, I always try to pay attention to the team that had won the previous year. So, you know, Kansas is a team I've watched a little bit. Um, you know, UCLA, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Duke, Baylor, you know, you know those teams are going to be in the mix. You know, I've been watching a little bit of, of Auburn here and there. Um, you know, Yukon, Alabama, I'm very impressed with. Um, you know, Virginia is one of those teams that... They're always good, and they always kind of play that that same style, you know. Try to slow the game down, and you know, see if see if you can score fifty points on them. Um, but I think, like you said, you know, Purdue has probably been the most impressive. Um, but I think also, like you said, them going into their conference play, where they're going to have to start playing, you know, the Indianas, the Illinois, the Marylands, the Wisconsins. You know, it's going to be. A lot of games that they're going to have to be, you know, at the top at the top of their game. Um, you know, SEC basketball is probably the most basketball that I've watched. So really like Alabama, really like mm-hmm. Tennessee. Um, you know, Arkansas with Eric Musselman, they're always a team that can that can impress. So you know, I really like what they've done over the last couple of years. They've been a fun team to watch.
1: And I also have been very intrigued with. Um, a lot of the coaches that don't take championship week too seriously—it's just another game to them. Because a lot, a lot of the championship week, you know, rides on will I make it to March Madness? Will I, you know, get an at-large bid? And you know, to watch some of these coaches just, just coach the the championship week and and, and that those those tournaments for the conferences just like in another game. It, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, a lot of these coaches not panic and, and the players not panic. Yeah. a lot of, a lot of this year for a lot of the programs, which I think, you know, is impressive. I, I'm, I've mentioned this every time we we talk, when we cover college basketball, I can't stand when I'm watching an NBA draft and you see nonstop, you know, freshman after freshman, after freshman get drafted to the NBA. I, I, I love watching, you know, freshmen who, yeah, might be really, really good, but return for another season because they they see the big picture of you know if I come back to college next year and and I'm a big piece, you know, we could make a run in in the March Madness and, and for the whole season. So I, I I'm glad that you know like a Zach Eady did. It. He could have two years ago went to the NBA draft, but he stayed and he's and he's ran the course. And I think you brought up a great point with. Um, you watch you always watch any basketball player watches that team who won the championship. So Kansas, you
0: No, know, everyone, wa- everyone
1: wants everyone wants Kansas's throat, especially when it comes to conference play and it comes to March Madness, th- that they're going to be the team with the biggest bullseye because it is very, very hard to repeat mm-hmm. as national championships. All right. Mm-hmm. There's th- there's no college basketball team that is like an Alabama football team that year after year can can do it over and over again to, and repeat. So. You know, I I love this time of year, and I love as it gets later in the basketball season because you, you you see who are, are the pretenders and who are the contenders, mm-hmm. which which is nice nice to to watch as a as a basketball fan, and mm-hmm. um I, I think there's a lot of talent that brings out gonna go to the draft or who needs more work to to stay another year and whatnot. So I, I also look at that. So saw you mentioned they they have Nick Smith, they have a lot of leadership on that team, and I I watched them play team. I can't remember who they played. But it wasn't the the four overtime game, but I, I they played another game recently. You know, Arkansas's defense with Eric Musselman, the way he runs that is it's just amazing. And a coach like myself, I don't know how you not uh, model your game off off of coaches like that, and just seeing how they run their their programs. It is impressive to me as just a basketball fan in general.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, another team that I saw recently um, was the University of Miami. I always enjoy watching them. You know, Lairnig is a great coach. They have a a good group that, you know, made a really deep run last year um, and they're returning a decent amount of those guys from last year. So, you know, they're also a team that I think is is definitely worth watching in the early part of the season.
1: And I think they're always a team that gives Duke a hard time. They give North Carolina's a hard time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just mentioned it, uh, Duke, you know, and and talking about, you know, coaching, it's college basketball in general is is going to um, be at the forefront of culture shocks and changes, just like I mentioned with Villanova. (laughs) But how about Duke? Duke was well to coach k and how, how his system worked and mm-hmm. how he would make long runs in a march madness and all throughout conference play so obviously i think john shire's you know the right candidate for that job but these coaches who've been in it a while it you're seeing them step away or retire and it's going to be really interesting to see how a villanova a duke Syracuse next year when you know uh, Jim Bettyham steps away how these programs are going to react to that big culture shock and I, I'm really intrigued about watching Duke you know so far they're I think nine and two or ten and two and you know they're holding their own but I, I think it'll be interesting to watch them come conference play how how they operate yeah. against these big name teams and especially when they get a big seed if they do get a, a big a big seed at large in March Madness if they can can uh make that adjustment from how they've been so used to Coach K for a while and you know, how jo- a young John Shire reacts to being in that situation. So mm-hmm. I think a lot's at stake for a lot of these college basketball teams. Who knows if Chris Beard will be able to coach Texas for, for the rest of the season or if he's really got himself in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. They're ranked se- seventh right now, and that's not really a good distraction for a Texas team that uh, he's new to the, new to the – school he's only been there i think this is his second season so it's interesting to see how that program will handle that like i said earlier and Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of things are are gonna unwrap very very quickly Mm -hmm. um in college basketball as we Mm -hmm. as we move later and later into the season
0: Mm -hmm. and i know we've touched on it a little bit in terms of some teams that have like underachieved i'm wondering if there are some teams that you think are underachieving now, but you think they might be able to figure it out um, and make, you know, maybe make March Madness when it's all said and done?
1: Uh, you know, of course, I, I obviously say Villanova. I think they'll, they'll, they'll get it together at some mm-hmm. point. They're going to get it together. Um, I don't think we're hitting the panic button yet. I, I mentioned Villanova because we still don't have Cam Whitmore back. He is our our freshman who is already a top five draft pick uh, projection for next year, and he hasn't even played yet. He got injured. I want to say in the off season or, or early on, and not even in the season. I think in in practice. So you're going to have someone like that uh, bounce back, hopefully to help the the team. I think you're going to see North Carolina bounce back. They've gone on some um if you will, a team right now that I'm actually watching as we as we talk Florida. I've always liked Mike White. They're the mm-hmm. type of team that always starts out slow. The last few years, Mike White actually, excuse me, left um, and went to Georgia in a weird situation. So now they have Todd Golden. Todd Golden is the uh, former coach of San Francisco who made that run uh, last year with the Dons and was always a pain in the in the thorn of the side for Gonzaga so mm-hmm. it'll be Todd Gold this is Todd Golden's first year I think they make a run in the SEC Florida's always the basketball team that you know makes Kentucky annoyed and, and you have your um, LSU's and teams like that so I think those are a few teams just on my head as I bring it up that mm-hmm. started slow out of the gate you know always Michigan State you know not ranked yet Michigan State is mm-hmm. not ranked but you never, ever, ever short out a Tom Izzo's basketball team. Mm-hmm. Tom Izzo always gets his team ready for March. There's there's a reason why there's shirts that you can buy that says, it's like November, December, January, February, and then Izzo. They call Izzo the month of March mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the month of Michigan because mm-hmm. what he does with his team in March, y- you never go against them in March, man. And so I think... Those are a few teams that started out a little slow out of the gate, mm-hmm. but they're, they're they're gonna, they're definitely going to uh, get it going. And I think a surprise team that I don't think you would think would be ranked right now and playing good basketball is is Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mississippi State is is a shock. Uh, Chris Jans, I believe, is their coach. Uh, he came over from New Mexico State. They had Ben Howland for years, and he just wasn't doing it. And now they have a new coach who came over from New Mexico State, and they got they have uh, the 17th uh, overall ranking, which you know doesn't matter uh, right now with um, the rankings. But I, I look at that because that's impressive. And you know Mississippi State, it, it's a good story right now because what happened with their football team, you know, it's horrible with the the college football coach. So it's it's a good to have a program like, like them that's also having their basketball team shine at the right moments for, for that university. So mm-hmm. there's basketball teams that started out slow and then started out fast that you wouldn't you wouldn't really suspect. So um a lot is gonna tell in these next few weeks that so we're only once yeah. again in week six of the basketball um season for college basketball. It's only about a month and seven days. Mm-hmm. So a lot to be played and a lot to wean out and and unwrap right here so I don't know about you but what have you seen so far that might have impressed you or shocked you so far
0: Um, well I think you know as you just said Mississippi State definitely not a team that we're used to seeing in the top 25 you know I think that you've seen a group like TCU in the top 25 Ohio State you know I think they're always a solid basketball team Um, but I think that there have been some kind of mid major teams that have also been impressive you know Charleston uh, New Mexico just looking at some of these teams that uh, receive votes in the top 25 um, you know Utah state Utah state is in there um, and then like you said Michigan State you know they're a team that I think is always is always really well coached um, and so you know they always have a chance to win games and You know, them being in the Big Ten, that's going to be a really interesting conference this year um, because I think realistically you could see eight or nine of those teams get to the tournament. Um, And so I think, you know, Michigan State, they can do well against, you know, in Illinois or, you know, Purdue even. You know, you mentioned them earlier that, you know, they're going to have to go through a gauntlet of conference.
1: And there's a lot of realignment going on in all of college sports. And it's interesting between, like, football and and basketball. So I think that also, you know, looking into the future, um, you're going to have a lot of teams making uh, moves Mm -hmm. to both basketball and football, you know, how these realignments are going to affect both sports. But, you know, basketball, it's going to be interesting how the NCAA – looks at that for uh, affecting the at-large bids and mm. you know who gets in or you know mm-hmm. if, if it's really a grind out and, and and biting your you know biting your uh your fingers and and, and hoping you get in and, and seeing how that all plays out at you know when they yeah. make the brackets
0: yeah yeah absolutely um so i think you know obviously we're we're in december we're months away from march madness but you know, there's always people that are thinking ahead to March, thinking ahead to the brackets. And, you know, Joe Lenardi is one of those people on ESPN. You know, he's always has his bracketology going. So, you know, maybe it makes sense to look at that just to see where things kind of stand at the moment. So Purdue, Definitely. yeah, Purdue clearly, you know, top overall seat at the moment. So this is, you know, for those of you that are kind of, maybe casual observers to college basketball. This is something that Joe Lenardi updates daily in terms of, you know, where teams are in brackets and, you know, projects overall seeds, first teams out, last teams in, those sorts of things. Um, So Purdue is the team, I think, projected at the moment to have the top overall seed. Um, You have some teams. uh, Let me just look at some more teams. Uh, Penn State, uh, first team out. Uh, New Mexico, last team in. You know, and then the teams that are on the bubble. So that's always very interesting to take a look at.
1: It is, and I I think that's ever so changing. It changes right. so so rapidly. Right. You know, there's there's college basketball games going on all week, all weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously your weekends. There's more more things happening and more college basketball games being played. So it's always being updated daily, but. I think a lot of these teams, you know, almost Christmas time is is, um, what ten days away, ten ten eleven days away. So by by the end of that Christmas break, I don't really think colleges really give their uh, basketball teams a, a Christmas break per se. But after Christmas time, or you know, entering New Year's Eve, you know, a lot of these teams are done playing the non conference, and they they switch over to uh, the the conference play, and that's when I think. I, I look into more of the, the bracketology right now. I I take it with a grain of salt because a mm-hmm. lot of the non-conference games are going on. And yeah. the, the Dukes play the you know the Maryland Eastern Shore teams and Jacksonville University and you know those those mid-major schools that you know don't make a huge impact. You know like a game tonight you know, two point uh, five teams playing. You know that might make a little bit of an impact, but I don't really start looking at that until we get a little later in the season, and especially when. Uh, the brackets start getting made and Mm -hmm. and of course you know when the tickets start being punched you know for these um, championship weeks and Mm -hmm. and the uh, the tournaments for for the conference so that's why I think you know March Madness and and the bracketology gets more intriguing to me Mm -hmm. Uh, other than that I just kind of casually like you said glance at it until Mm -hmm. it means a little bit more but no I I think Purdue right now yeah overall is, is the number one I obviously think that's going to change. They're going to lose a game here and there. They're not going to go undefeated like Gonzaga almost did a few years ago. Right. I mean, if Purdue was in like the Western Conference that Gonzaga's in, then maybe I'd say they have a good chance. But I'm sorry, but anyone with a, you know a little bit of basketball knowledge, there's no way Purdue is going to be able to to tough that out with especially your Indianas of the world. Right. The Illinois with Brad Underwood, mm-hmm. Michigan with Juwan uh, Howard. It's it just there's no, there's no way. The Michigan State, Ohio State, even though Ohio State lost some some uh, very key talent to the draft last year, they're going to be good again. It just you, you never know. You you never know what's going to happen. Uh, and and Penn State, you know, I think Penn State has a lot of veterans. You know, they have Jalen Pickett who's a former a college basketball player out by where I live and he's uh he's hoping to be, you know, that, that, that player that leads them to a to a, a bid in the March Madness and they're relying a lot on him and uh, I think I believe correct me if I'm wrong, but a former Boston Celtics is the Penn State coach, right? Yes. Michael, yes, Shrewsbury? Michael
0: Shrewsbury? Yes.
1: Michael Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. So um, you know, he, he has a uh, a good formula and has a lot of uh, coaching knowledge coming over from the NBA. and I believe is he's an alumni there, right? What Is that why he took that job?
0: I think that sounds right.
1: I believe, yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, just big ten, for example, you know you're you're have to really grind it out to to make your, your yourself noticed by the selection committee and um, make your record do the talking, of course, but make your team do the talking yeah. and and the talent and and showcase what you have. Mm-hmm. And that goes for the SEC, the Big East. Big East isn't easy. I mean, you got you got Seton Hall. You have Providence. Those are never easy teams to play. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall, you know, went through a coaching change, and they have, uh, Shish, uh, Shishon Holloway. You saw what he did with Saint Peter's. I mean, Jesus, if he can do Shoshawn Holloway can do that with um a Saint Peter's team out of the uh, the MAC. I mean, who says he can't do that with a Big East team? So, mm-hmm. um, you look at that. You know, a lot's going on in the Big East. And of course, is always going to be there. I've already mentioned SEC, and then the Western, you know, conference that Gonzaga's in. Okay. You know, it's not a walk in the park. They got to play the Pepperdines of the world. They got to play San Francisco still, even though they had a coaching change. And you have to play the Santa Claras, and even the Mount um, Mountain West. Have, um, on uh, oh, the eight. I already mentioned the ACC, right? With with duke and you know syracuse is another team um we can go back really quick to underachieving but i think we'll, we'll step it up a notch especially because you know i think it's it's the worst kept secret it's it's uh last season as coach there for for syracuse he's you know made it obvious several times that he's going to retire so of course the syracuse team is going to want to go out with a bang and, and make a run in march madness and and make a run Mm -hmm. in the championship, you know, in honor of, you know, Jim Boeheim and I'm hoping for um, a run for Syracuse because a kid who I watched all high school, um, Joe Girard is their senior and Mm -hmm. and they're expecting him to do a big thing. And he's, you know, from the 518 where I live. So um, a lot, a lot is really at stake for that team. They lost a few tough games Mm -hmm. early in the season. I mean, if I'm on the select committee, I'm not very impressed when you lose to a Colgate and, you know, teams like that almost losing to a rider, you know, some of the uh, Bryant, has a very good basketball team at the mid major level that Jared Grasso has uh, really playing well. I I think, you know, a lot of those don't get looked at. Well, you know, how can Syracuse lose to teams like that, but they'll get their act together. They'll win a lot of key games at the carrier dome and, Come conference time and championship week, I think they're they'll they'll get their
0: uh, act together. Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, I know that you know looking at bracketology right now is maybe you know not something that a lot of people do, but just kind of taking a look at it, you know, mentioning that you are you know getting tickets to go to Albany, you know, at the moment, you know, you'd be you'd be seeing a, a UConn team, you'd be seeing. Kentucky, you be seeing Maryland, but obviously this is all subject to change. There's absolutely no way that it's going to stay that way, but... Um, no way. I'm, exci- I'm excited I mean, and, and, for you.
1: I'm excited to go to uh, one of those things where I tried going in 2020, and that's when the whole world shut down, you know, yeah. COVID happened, yeah. and uh, that's when they, 2020, decided that to not even have a tournament. Right. And uh, you know we obviously got refunded, but that's the last time. The first and second round was going to be in Albany, mm-hmm. so uh, here we go, here we go again. And uh, I I was very excited to be able to get tickets, and, mm-hmm. and of course I'm not getting. You know I'm not rich, like so I'm not going courtside or no. anything like that. But you know, uh, uh, it's called MVP Arena, and mm-hmm. uh, it's right in right in downtown Albany, and it's mm-hmm. every seat in in uh, the arena is a good seat. Mm-hmm. It's a home of the Siena Saints. The Siena Saints play there. I've gone many times uh, and watched games there mm-hmm. before, uh, before in the past high school um, sectional games were played there. So it's a very fun atmosphere to, to, to play um, basketball game at. And, you know, you just mentioned at UConn, it'd be exciting to see a UConn play there. Andre Jackson is from Albany and he's a big part of that basketball team. He's a captain for UConn and Dan Hurley's team. So that'd be really cool to see them and, John Calipari is very well known um, in the uh, Northeast. He um, recruits and spent a lot of time in his earlier years. Uh, that part of the Northeast, especially going to you know UMass and yeah. um, you know knows that Springfield area and in Albany. So that's going to be a fun atmosphere. And yeah. you know, uh, like like I like I said before, it's ten minutes from my house, so. Uh, I, I can just camp out there all day and watch college basketball. So I, I can't think of anything more fun than doing that. And uh, it's one of those things where you buy one ticket and you're able to watch for the, the whole day. So yeah. you, you'll be able to uh, watch a lot of good college basketball. And it's one of those things where I I, I want to bring my laptop, my uh, iPad, and and, and have a, a portable charger for my phone all day because not only is there's like four games going on or six games okay. going on at – the, the Albany site, right. like you got a ton of other sites going on. You know, San Antonio, San Diego. Mm-hmm. I know I can't remember all the sites off the top of my head, but there's yeah. like 16 basketball games the first first day, and yeah. you know the next day, and then they they get um eight and second round. It's it's a very overwhelming time, but uh, <laughs> I uh, will have my pen and paper and my folder where I print out all my college basketball brackets and yeah. and go from there because I always do a bracket. Yeah fill out like five, like handwritten, I, I fill out a bracket that is a, like what actually happened, you know, your yeah. what if bracket and, yeah. and one or two or even three, you know, things that I think might happen or I'd like to see happen. So I, I, I think it's uh, going to be a really exciting March Madness. And, you know, just lastly, I, I want to just touch on, you know, I think your, your conference play and, and your March Madness is where you start, you know, seeing who will be the, Draft picks and who will go in the NBA draft and who's not ready yet. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I don't watch any of the 2023 mock drafts just yet. I, I think they're I think they're a joke. You don't know unless you know. Obviously, there's that one guy who everyone's in love with, Victor Wemba Buka. However, w- hell you say his yeah, his w- last Wembiniana, name, Wembenyana. Yeah, Yana w- And you know a few people who are on the G G League United who who don't want didn't want to go to the um, college and, and whatnot, but. I don't think any of those mock drafts mean anything until your college basketball conference games are played in Mm -hmm. March Madness because that's where you really see the competition and that's where it really wakes up and utilizes and and showcases that talent of your good centers, your good guards, and your wings. And if they're ready for the NBA, I don't really think you're going to get to see if a – for example, you use a, a ND from Purdue. If he's you know a number one pick from play, playing against a a major or even a D two scrimmage type college, so that's where a lot of those answers will be uh, utilized. And I imagine a lot of the scouts, the NBA teams, they don't even worry about the non conference or well, I mean of course if it's a good game, but those mid major like games, they they worry about those you know, conference games when you're playing really good talent
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i would agree like i think it's the same idea where it's like you don't know really what what who who teams really are at this point in the season so you know how could you know about players that could possibly go in the draft but that's the exciting part about it
1: exactly And, and unfortunately i don't wish this upon anybody but injuries happen and it's sure. always that next guy's got to step up you know right. seeing how teams react all right you know a superstar goes down mm-hmm. you know that's why they recruit about 14 or 15 guys yeah. and, you know you have to have that next guy step up mentality and you know if someone's having an off night even you know one of your superstars are having an off night or that highly highly touted you know freshman that everyone's you know raving about if they you know they're off or, or in foul trouble even you know who's going to step up that's what Uh, college basketball is all about it's that next guy you know that next guy that might hit a shot that you're not even scouting or or worried about on on the on the scouting report so that's what just makes college basketball really fun to watch and which always makes me enjoy it more than than nba you know nba is all about that superstar mentality and and that showcasing Mm -hmm. you know the dunks and all those you know putting putting the butts in the seats to make money and college basketball you just you watch five kids at a time playing their hearts out because they know what's at, at stake right. and what's on the line. Your season, March Madness, or getting into a conference or a new conference and, and making a name for yourself. You know, a lot of these realignments, these teams are going to be the new kid on the block, and they're oh. going to have be, uh, be to be reckoned with and to showcase what the school has. Or a lot of these things we're seeing now. Alabama, for example, for years and years and years, they were just a football school. Now they're being showcased as also a basketball school. Mm-hmm. Same with a few other programs that, yeah. you know, you would have thinks just a football school or vice versa mm-hmm. is only a basketball school. And now, you know, you're seeing them play in these big bowl games and, yeah. and you know, you're like your TCUs of the world and, and whatnot. So, um... It's a, it's a fun time to be a college basketball fan and just a sports fan in general. It's, it's uh it's a fun time to, to be in, and, and it's, it's fun because it's, it's re- real again. We're not, they're not having to wear masks. They're not you know having to, you know, monitor if they can even have a, a uh, March Madness or not, you know, right. it was awesome last year being able to just get a full season and a full March Madness. And I don't expect this year to be any different. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been great, you know, catching up with you, Matt, talking college hoops, you know. You're always someone that uh I, I love talking college hoops with. Um anything else, uh before before we uh before we go?
1: No, I, I think uh I think we should definitely do this again as Absolutely. uh the brackets are almost made, you know, yeah. after my basketball season ends. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get bored, right? So by that end of end of February, beginning of March, right before the brackets yeah. are made we can uh re uh uh, information we've talked about if <laughs> you will and see where we went wrong and, yeah. and see what else is to talk about because obviously everything and their brother is going to come up between now and in March with you know either injuries or teams fluking and mm-hmm. uh, teams being surprised and uh, whatnot so right. I think we uh, got a pencil in on the calendar right yeah. before uh, March Madness time to talk yeah. more to, to see what our predictions are and or even you know right before March Madness begins, yeah. you know when the brackets come out, you know what we think uh, our our uh, Final Four is going to be, our Elite Eight, you know some teams that might be that Cinderella like St. Peter's last year and uh, all that fun jazz, which which makes uh, college basketball even more uh, enjoyable because you know there there is no such thing as that perfect bracket. I mean, the perfect bracket to me mm-hmm. is is someone probably went into the ESPN Tourney Challenge and. You know, made 105 brackets, and you know they've got that one crazy bracket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, not people like John rothstein and Jeff Lenardi, or um, and what you just said it, Joe, Joe um, Lenardi. Yeah. You know, they get paid to do this for a living, and they can't even Dick Vitale. They they can't predict the perfect bracket. Yeah. So uh, that's what makes it so so fun and, yeah. and enjoyable. You know, by uh, by the end of the March Madness, you're either Loving your bracket, or, or wanting to rip it up and set it on fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. So, yeah.
1: Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, yeah. it was it was a pleasure talking to you, College Hoops, and uh, go Celtics, go Patriots, and everyone else that we're we're rooting for in sports world right now.
0: Yeah. All right. Great talking to you, Matt. We'll talk to you folks next week.